Welcome back to the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks and Arnold Reasons. And we're back for the first time in a little while. <laughs> a little while. <laughs> it's a long while. It's a long while. I can't lie, I've missed doing this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely same here, man. This is very, very interesting doing for the first time in such a long time. I think it'll be good for us to maybe talk about some of where we've been and what's been happening. Yeah. Okay. Where you been, newlywed? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you just explained where I've been. Um, so I got married about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 25th of May. It was meant to be the 5th of April, but you know. Um, so yeah, I got married about two months ago. So just been, you know, honeymooning, mm-hmm. been fixing up the house been doing all kinds of things so just really starting to get back into the swing of things to be honest that's good man and i've just been swimming literally almost drowning sometimes. pretty much close to drowning bro like popping my head above the water every now and then to catch some air and then going back under but it's just been i think a really busy year so far especially the last few months Mm. um things with work things with the business things at home and then i think just yeah man just daily life mm. daily life man it's been a busy season but we're back yes, and i we think are. the reason it you know what this is the interesting thing is that for the listeners what they don't know is the reason why we're back is because of a conversation we had the other day <laughs> 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 just kind of talking about um some of the things that were holding us back from releasing episodes and so this episode i think we should call it simplification yeah i think so (laughs) i think so and i think also even just talking about the conversation that we had yeah because i think i left that conversation wondering like okay was i a little bit too strong was i a little bit too harsh on that yeah and i think that being able to even talk about that after is a really good healthy thing yeah yeah because i think sometimes like when people hear like us talk on the podcast they don't realize that sometimes like we still have like we have tough conversations absolutely yeah you know borderline not, i wouldn't say we borderline had an argument but like <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely like a it war. can get there it yeah, can get to was, the, the, the the very passionate conversation it was passionate because i think and it also just reflecting on that made me think a lot about just in general, you know, communication. Mm. Because I feel like some of that was due to the fact that, like, in some ways I felt like I didn't know what was going on. I was like, wait, what? I was surprised. Yeah. And so, I, you know, when you're in surprise mode, you don't always, you're not always as smooth as, you know. Even Tolu's not smooth in surprise mode. Did you hear that? Well, this was, this was like, <laughs> real big surprise mode. Because I was like, yeah. wait, what? How, what? We haven't released since April, what? You know? Yeah. And so I think that, you know, even just thinking about that and being able to after still kind of debrief and say, okay, like, what was the conversation we had? What can mm. we still do about that? Okay, how do we be better next time? I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes those are the things that can actually pull things apart um, if we're not careful. So I think it was really good that we were able to talk about that after and actually start to to work through that. Yeah. So before we go into the analysis on it, let's maybe give the listeners a bit of context on what we were talking about. Okay. So information that we concluded in that conversation was we hadn't released any podcasts since april mm-hmm. which at the time we had the conversation is three four months almost mm. um and the reasons as to why that was 
I think now having had the conversation and having fought through it, they're laughable. Because <laughs> I think yeah. it gets like that, right? Like yeah. sometimes, because I think, okay, so contextually for me, the season was just super busy. Mm. And so even something that on a normal day is pretty straightforward and has a simple solution, for me, it's like I just didn't have the headspace to even to see even that, think about that and to think about yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so in terms of why we hadn't been releasing, it was down to some of the administrative stuff, mm. like things like show notes, mm. um, which we've just done as a given because that's what you do with podcasts. You mm. give people show notes, you give them the written outline mm. of the conversation to give them some sort of um, idea what the conversation's about and stuff. So that was one of the big things. And then the other one was to do with recording introductions yeah, yeah, that's right. for some of the stuff that we had um, recorded from the live streams, which is going to be released in podcast form as well, just to give context. Now, those are not things that normally should take a lot of time, mm. but the context of, I guess, the season and stuff like that, it was almost like that thing that was on the list of, okay, I'll do it this day. Mm. that day comes and then it doesn't happen okay I'll do it this day mm. and just constantly rescheduling until eventually now we're at like it's been a month okay mm. it's been two months mm. okay we're not even rescheduling anymore because there's so many other things on the list mm, mm, mm. that it's not even at the top of my thoughts mm. and so when we even had that conversation when we were like the last when we checked the last time it had been released even for me it was a bit of a revelation because <laughs> I knew we hadn't like been releasing but yeah. I didn't realise it had been that long but um but yeah, that's the but context I, I think of our even conversation. Thinking about that just shows how almost how quickly life moves. Yeah. And how quickly things can get to that place. Yeah, yeah. Because actually there's a mode where you're just like, look, I'm just trying to get stuff done, I'm just trying to keep surviving, I'm trying to keep going. Yeah. And the small things or the things that are seemingly small, those are the things that are easy to keep pushing. Mm. But it's almost like the more those keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed, the worse it, you feel, the worse it becomes because now it's been one month, it's been two months, yeah. it's been this. Now you're thinking, okay, I've been slipping on this. Yeah. And it makes you also feel a certain kind of way. And sometimes it's like a hole that it's hard to get out of. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's even just understanding like, how does that work even psychologically? Yeah because that's why it's almost so important to be able to stop and take stock of everything and yeah. say, okay, I have a lot of things going on right now. Yeah. What are some of the things that I can simplify? What are some of the things that I can strip back? Yeah. What are the things that are vital? Because in some ways when we were talking and actually it would be good to get feedback on show notes and stuff like that as to like, you know, does it actually make a difference for from you the guys? listeners? From yeah. The listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me personally, I don't look at show notes. I don't think I've read a single show note, apart from maybe once. No. And that was because there was like a giveaway that I wanted to see the link to. <laughs> this <laughs> is the thing. Unless there's something specifically pointed out in the episode yeah. where they're like, oh, the link is in the show notes. Yeah. I generally don't look at show notes. Yeah. And so that's why it's interesting to also understand, does everybody else look at them? Yes, yeah, Because this is where, you know, when things are really busy... It's like we had that conversation about what is the most important thing. Yeah. Because for us, really, the most important thing is that, you know, we're having the conversations, we're bringing on guests, we're bringing out the content for people to engage with. Yeah. And that's actually the really the most important thing in all this. The show notes and stuff like that in some ways are, are nice to have. Mm. But you can have, if you have show notes, but no podcast episode, it's yeah. not going to work. No, for real. And I think that's why even in terms of taking stock and having those kind of questions to think about, mm. It's 
is best in my opinion in the context of people outside of yourself because mm-hmm. like if you're sitting down as an individual mm. and thinking through those things you mm-hmm. might maybe get something done you might identify some of the things mm. but if you've got a hundred other things in your head already at the moment it's difficult to have the eye for the mm. detail that you need to see it with clear eyes whereas mm. the conversation we had mm. i think what was so powerful about it was the fact that you were able to look at it for what it was mm. and just focus on the podcast mm. and see the key things that are stopping it from happening mm. and to call a spade a spade mm. and to say okay well why do we need show notes mm. okay why do we need introductions mm. And things like that on those other um, pre-recordings. And I think it was in that moment when those questions were asked, which I hadn't thought of for myself, that I realised I was like, yeah, you don't need show notes. <laughs> like, it's just a conversation. And I think it's coming back to not just thinking about doing what we think needs to be done in order to tick a box of doing a podcast the way podcasts are supposed to happen, but actually taking a step back and thinking how do we serve our audience better? Exactly. The people that are actually benefit from this podcast, what is it that they actually come for? Exactly. Like, what do they care about? And so, like Tolly said, if you're listening, let us know how you feel about show notes because for now, we're not yeah, doing not anything. Happening. It's going to be generic. <laughs> so. and, and you know what's interesting, right, is that even thinking about it, this, I think that, even that line of thinking came from a conversation that I had with my boss. Mm. Shout out to my boss, as always. Yeah. And he was basically like, look, sometimes you need to be willing to go down the unpopular path and explore that option. Yeah. And so for me, like, not having show notes is, it's like, but it's a podcast, you have to have show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? But actually going through that and saying, okay, what if we didn't have show notes? Yeah. You know, which is like, it might be an unpopular thought at the beginning. Yeah. But actually it might get you to a better outcome i think it will literally turn up our efficiency that's my efficiency mm. our outputs can consi- everything i i can't see the negative unless again unless this is people where they, tell us we this really is where they tell us yeah notes. exactly but then also we'd also talk about okay is it something that actually we can spread around we yeah. can get other people involved in you know there's, there's always other options yeah but that's one of the things we're like okay let's think about it <laughs> let's actually see if that's something that can work or if it's something that doesn't work. And I think that's the other thing is being willing to try out things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and not being scared that, okay, if I try this out and it doesn't work, like what will happen? But yeah. let's try it out. Let's see. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We go back to the old way, it's okay. Yeah. But it might actually be a much better way for us to do things. Yeah, I think simplifying things is is really, really important. But creating the space to do that, yeah. because like you said, you need to be able to step back and look from the outside in and say okay what's actually going on and actually it's a really good point sometimes oftentimes actually it's good to have outside people because when you're in something so much you can't sometimes see the different things that might be there as opportunities because you you become like zoned in it's like when you're writing a book or an essay you're so used to reading it all the time that you don't actually know necessarily how someone outside would look at it and be like why are we doing that you know why is that there so you also mentioned that you know it's been a really busy time for you yeah. and you've had a lot of things going on so you know are there other things that you know you've been thinking about can I simplify you know can I change things or because I remember you said to me like look there is so much going on that something's got to give yeah 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 and you know what the interesting thing is that came from actually taking a week out mm. for the first time since COVID started in mm. like a year and a half um 
excuse me, um, to actually go on a staycation with my family where I actually unplug from everything. Um, so we, we've um, got a apartment mm. by the seafront and everything. It was really nice, really nice environment, really different from what we were used to. And just a chance to really clear my head mm. and to remember what life is like when you don't have so many things that you're kind of juggling day to day. And that was refreshing for me because it gave me a chance to think about everything that I'm involved in and to really just take a step back and start reassessing whether the things that I'd said yes to in previous seasons are still right for the season that I'm in now. I think that is so, so key because I think that sometimes we take on and take on and take on without realising that we've also got to sometimes let some things go. That's it, yeah. Because like you said, like in that past season, that was absolutely the right thing. Yeah. Um, But coming into the new season, it might not be. Yeah. So I remember with work, you know, so I've been at the same company, this is my 10th year. And there were just responsibilities that I'd had that as I'd got promoted, I still had, yeah, I still had those responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what's really meant to happen is I'm meant to pass those on to the person who's now stepping into my previous role. Mm. But I wasn't doing that and I was just picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. And I was just getting burnt out because yeah. I had all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it just came to the point where my boss, we were just like, actually, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you doing that? There's yeah. someone that's like two two roles previous should be doing. Mm. And so we just got to this place where I, I gave up so much of that responsibility to other people. Mm. They loved it because they got new responsibilities that were new for them. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, I've been doing this thing for five years. Why yeah. Am I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just freed me. Let me let me ask you this though. Yeah. What was that like for you? What do you mean? Because I know sometimes, like, when you're the person that has been doing one thing yeah. for so long, yeah, it can sometimes be difficult to hand it over to someone else. Yeah. And trust that they're going to oh, be yeah, able yeah, to yeah. deliver it and do it at the same level. For sure, that was, was actually that, like that was actually very hard. Really? Because yeah, because you're so used to being that guy. Yeah. You know, you're used to being the the person that people go to for stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And then sometimes you're actually watching people like not screw it up, but just <laughs> then <they're, laughs> it is screwed up. <laughs> they're, they're not doing it to the optimal way that you may have yeah. done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're watching it like, <laughs> but <laughs> but over time. You, you do have to adjust and you do have to let it go and you don't have to know that look people are going to figure it out mm. and it might just be that you have some of those conversations with you and be like mm, you see that maybe there's another way or whatever it is yeah but now it's got to the point where like there's this inbox that I I used to read all the time yeah yeah there's like three and a half thousand emails in there and I haven't read a single one <laughs> Right, but nothing is on fire. The building, yeah. like the business, is still running really, really well because people yeah. have stepped in to take over that stuff. Where before I would be monitoring that thing day yeah. and night because yeah. that was my thing. But now I'm like, I don't even look in there. Listen, you know, that's that's interesting to hear. Like I think the time that I remember, or one of the last times that I remember, was when we'd first opened the shop mm. and we hired our first employee, oh. and. I remember, I'm telling you, like, I was on that CCTV around the clock because I can watch it on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, minute by minute, anytime a customer came in, I was watching, I'm thinking, all right, how's he going to do? How's he doing? Oh, he shouldn't have said that. Why is he doing this? <laughs> and it was stressful, like... Yeah. And I remember it probably took maybe two weeks okay. of doing that and of feeling extremely stressed until I remember just in, in a time of reflection in scripture and stuff, realizing I need to pull back yeah, and I need to stop 
like becoming somebody that I'm not because I'm not even a micromanager. No, I hate micromanagement I hate on every level. Yeah. But I found myself in that moment because I didn't trust yeah. that he was going to be able to deliver to the and right standard, standard. Yeah. or my standard exactly, yeah. that I needed to somehow be very involved in the details. And I know I was a bad boss at that time as well because the amount of feedback I'm sure I was giving him, yeah. it was like constant. And I think what I learned is that like we're, we're all made unique. Yeah. And so no matter how much you give me the same training or the same background or the same run through on the same task yeah. as the next person, the unique way that I see life, the mm. unique experiences that I have are going to affect how I do that thing. See, this is and, an interesting question though. Yeah. Because how do you balance that with the fact that as a business, you have a standard yeah. you have a certain level of service that you want to be providing. Yeah. Because I think it's a tough balance. It is. It's very tough. there's this guy who I listen to called Stephen Bartlett. I don't okay. even know what company he runs, but he, he has this cool thing. It's called Diary of a CEO. It's not yeah. Christian, by the way. So, you know, <laughs> listen to your own discretion and all that. <laughs> They're but he was saying that, look, sometimes when you're building something, so mm. he built, um, I think it was an agency actually worth hundreds of millions. Mm. Like, and he's like 20 something mm. mad. He was saying that sometimes when you're trying to build something like that, you have to be obsessed about details. Mm. He said sometimes he'd walk into the office and there was no music. When he said there should always be music playing in the office. Right. And he said once he turned on the music, people started talking to each other. People, and I said, what? Yeah. He said sometimes you have to be on those small details. Yeah. But what's the balance? So I, I guess it's probably about being on the right details, right? Yeah. Because like even with this uh, particular customer service guy, what I had to do, mm. I don't know, maybe there's more efficient ways to do it, but I focused on trying to think about what are the essentials yeah. that are like core to delivering a good standard mm. and then what are the Arnold touches and stuff That's like that. interesting. That's and interesting. don't get me wrong, some of the things that are Arnold touches, I would reinforce as part of our handover and training. Mm. But at the same time, I realized that he's not me and he's, I'm not, it wouldn't be right for me to make him in my image. Like okay. it would be almost like I'm trying to make him become me. Yeah. And I, and I guess like there are some benefits in some senses mm. to, to doing that. But I think it also, I don't know, to me, it just felt like a disrespect to who God has made him to be. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Cause rather than trying to make him me, mm why not focus on looking at okay who has god made this guy to be and how do we how do we get him to understand the core essentials mm. but also try to maximize on his touch because there's certain things this is the reality and i realize this from watching mm. some mm. of the different people we've worked with sometimes they do things way better than i do but you see this is the thing, right? <laughs> because i and this is the thing because even with god there are there are standards yeah but God has made us all unique. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like, there must be a balance. Yeah. Because there is there, there is definitely a standard yeah. that everybody is trying to follow. And yeah. everyone, but he's also made us so different and so unique. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to understand when you've got people in your organization, mm. how do you instill the standard, but still actually let them express themselves and do what they do best? So... For me, an example I can think of right now mm. is imagine if a company says, as a standard, mm. we want to contact the customer mm. after they've been through our service mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to basically touch base with them yeah. and, I don't know, um, 
get their feedback. I yeah, don't know, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. make sure that we haven't done anything wrong. Mm. One person might be amazing when it comes to writing emails, mm. but they might be terrible on the phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another person might have the gift of the gab. Mm. They'll talk anybody till the cows mm-hmm. come home and they'll love that conversation, mm. but their writing is poor. Mm. Like, it might not be the, the ordinary done thing to say, okay, let's get them to communicate in the way they communicate best. But what I would think about in a situation like that is if this person is better at speaking, mm. I, in fact, one of two things, mm. if I'm saying that all of the contact has to be by telephone, then the person who doesn't have good telephone manner, they shouldn't be, they doing, shouldn't it. be doing it. And and I think this is where, what it comes down to is having the right people yeah, in the right, in place. The right place. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, for example, I'm thinking from a point of view of, I need consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I don't actually want some people doing it on the phone and some yeah. people doing that or at different stages is it on the phone versus on yeah email, exactly yeah you know but i still or even to, do the email first and then a follow-up by phone call exactly and this is where positioning. understanding positioning is yeah. so key and i think even in terms of everything we've been talking about about simplification yeah and you know assessing it's almost about positioning as well like 100%. am i in the right position yeah. for this season yeah because in the last season it might have been good that i'm in this position and this position and this position yeah but is that what I should be doing in this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so important because actually your your thought processes in different seasons are slightly different too. Yeah. And actually, is this the right thought process that's needed for this thing that I'm doing right now? Mm. Or should I be thinking a different way mm. for a different purpose, for a different task? Mm. That positioning one is a big one, man. Just in life in general. Mm. Like, even not just in your business or workplace, but even just like down to how we do friendships and all of that kind of stuff. Cause, sure. cause we, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. For sure. Um, but I think it takes a level of humility to, to kind of go down that way of thinking because, but, yeah. go, go ahead, yeah. no, cause I can say like, that was something that was cool about what I think when we were talking about when we were talking yesterday Yeah. and you said, look in the life stage that I'm at right now, like yeah. I'm a husband, my daughter is growing. Yeah. Like I, it's almost like you didn't use these words, but like I need to be in a different position to yeah. where I am right now. Yeah. Pause. Pause your thought. Let me just give them the context, guys. I don't know if you know already that we had a shop and a business that we've been running for the last few years, but the context is the shop is shutting down. Hey, we're closing the business official. down. I was trying to dance around. I could see really it. <laughs> but I thought to myself. I thought to myself. The listeners are probably going to be, what are they talking what is about? Happening? But that's the context of what Tolo's talking about. Now you can. But give now it, to it them. also has to happen because it. you've spoken it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now it has to happen, and but I yeah. think I think that was really that was really cool for me to hear actually because actually you're thinking about where do you need to be positioned. Yeah. You know where do your where does your time and your energy need to be going? Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. saying actually, look, I I need to be focusing on that on my family. Yeah. As well, you know, like actually, some something needs to shift. Yeah, yeah. In terms of that, and, and I think it's not it's also not an easy decision to make. Mm. You know, because like this is something you've been working at. This yeah. is something that actually you could make very successful. Mm. But also, you're going to need to almost like double down on your efforts yeah. in that. And that's a cost that I'm not willing to pay. Exactly. So counting the cost yeah. is like it's so important like the cost of being in this position mm. you know do I want to keep paying it or do I want to switch it up do I want to change it and mm. I think that was that was actually a really good thing to hear you kind of like thinking through and talking through because for me I'm like what the shop <laughs> like I can see like from the conversation like you could you could turn this into something crazy yeah and even just hearing you say that I'm like okay and just saying okay like what do I even feel about this like yeah but it was just like I just felt like this is 
what God has told you to do. Like, yeah. no matter what it looks like, you're going to give up. Mm. It will be more than worth it. Yeah. Because I also feel like in these times of real busyness, like what really gets not sacrificed, but what gets impacted is that time that you have to, to study. Yeah. To have devotion. Yeah. You know, to just contemplate. Mm-hmm. And that's actually huge. Listen, I think from time my headspace was so occupied that I could not even conclude or see that you can get rid of show notes and you don't have to do introductions. Mm. Like that's a testament to how occupied my headspace was and it's just mm. not worth it. Mm. And I think that's that's the reality is that I guess, you know, we in our time, our generation, we're very entrepreneurial, yeah. very business focused. Yeah. And so it's like, to some, it can be like, what? You're going to turn away this opportunity. You're going to get like something that can be so much more, but it's like ideas and opportunities are not the most difficult thing to come by. I don't think in our time. There is Um, opportunity literally all day, every day. Literally like everywhere. And, and I think it's just about being wise. And I guess that's, that's what it's been for me. My thinking has been thinking about being wise about the things that I'm going to give myself to and whether the opportunity is actually worth, um, what it's going to cost and and I think that's exactly it because there is so much opportunity that if you took every opportunity and this is something that actually you were talking about a while back even in terms of investments and stuff mm. like learning to be disciplined to not wow take every do you remember yeah I remember do you remember you it's said coming that, full circle isn't it yeah because <laughs> you said actually I would have learned that actually opportunities are always going to come around so I don't have to take this one bro that has just blown <laughs> Because it's like, and I don't know if the listeners will understand this because that was a conversation we had months ago about a lesson that I felt like I needed to learn. Yeah. And we're here here. saying the exact same. That's mad. Yeah. It's amazing. Sometimes you don't see it. Exactly. (laughs) But that's that's actually amazing because otherwise you will get pushed into situations where you shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, and I think even when you were talking, first talking about shutting down the shop and you were saying that you know, sometimes when we know that this is the thing that we need to do, we'll mm. still try and like work it out and yeah, still make yeah, yeah, it happen. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes like you just need to know like, look, it's just time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> sometimes it might look like you're about to lose money or whatever it is. Yeah. But like the thing is for me is that money will money just comes it and comes goes. It comes and goes, yeah. Like it does. And I didn't even tell you actually, I said to Nash yesterday evening mm. that this this conclusion is being tested already because two days in a row we mm. had online bookings that came through because we haven't turned the online booking wow. we haven't turned that page off yeah but two days in a row an online booking came through like one day after the wow. other one. and it's interesting because for months like we get online bookings occasionally Mm-mm-mm. but they they never happen that frequently yeah. or that close together like you're talking about maybe once in a month if wow. that or once in every two months and this is two days in a two row two days in a row and so when I saw the second one come through yesterday I thought am <laughs> <laughs> I missing something Lord but but yeah I'm taking the step that I believe is right and and, and this is the thing right sorry go on you yeah. finish no no you I was going to say like and I think I I'm confident enough to know that whether in the worst case scenario if mm. I'm missing a step here mm. I know that all things will work together for my good. Mm. And I know that the, at the very least, having searched all of the options and stuff like that, my intentions are not in the wrong place. Yeah, exactly. And so 
yeah man trying to do the, the the godly thing and i think like god sees that he honors that because i think even when we get things or if we get things wrong yeah it's about heart right mm. you know if you're actually you're really trying to do the right thing you're trying to honor god you're trying to say look this is what i feel like you're telling me to do mm. you're actually stepping out in faith mm. right and it says without faith it's impossible to, to please god. god yeah so if god sees that you are stepping out in faith if for example you said i don't want to get it wrong i'm afraid I'm it's just different stay. it's different yeah it's different do you see what i mean Mm. And it's like, this is actually something that you've generally wanted. You, yeah. You're a business person. Like, this is what you want to be doing. Yeah. So this is, in a lot of ways, like counterintuitive. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm not saying, like, every time it's going to be good. But, like, <laughs> a lot of the times when something comes that is so, it's like, counterintuitive. so counterintuitive yeah, to what you really want to do. 100%. But you have that peace about it. And now you're saying, Lord, you know I don't really want to do this. Mm. But, like... I'm believing that this is what you're telling me, so I'm going to do it. That's it. Like, that is you acting in faith. Absolutely. You and I, and I trust that in me taking this step of what looks crazy right now, yeah. the bigger picture is always going to be better. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and I think I take comfort in that because what I don't, as much as, like, I like to use my head and rationalize and all of that kind of stuff, mm. I, I can't put my weight on myself in the future. No. Mm. But what I can put my weight on is knowing that the eternal creator my father mm. he knows way better than i do mm. and for so long as i keep reminding myself that his thoughts are not my thoughts his ways are not my ways mm. he knows what 10 years down the line looks like mm. versus 10 minutes from now mm -hmm. and so if he has insight into what's to come yeah. then bro because mm. i because I, I think what i wouldn't want is to be in the position where five ten years from now I didn't listen and do what I thought was right. Mm. And I'm now suffering the consequences of that. Mm. Like of potentially my family falling apart, this me losing my sanity. This like, and even down to my relationship with God, like you mentioned it as well, like not having as much time or anywhere near as much time as mm. I would want to just really just spend just sitting and reading mm. and reflecting and meditating and stuff like that. Because I'm so occupied hour by hour mm. doing other things. And yeah, maybe it might pay money, but again, yeah, that's where, though. yeah, it's like, it's such a, it's a really bad trade-off. And I think for me, because I was thinking about, you know, um, the parable of the sower, mm. where it talks about how the cares of the world mm. came and they choked the word. Mm. And it's like, at the core of it, these things boil down to the cares of the world. Come on. And it's a weird place to be because don't get me wrong I like money yeah, I like yeah, having yeah, money yeah, 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 like, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, ever yeah. get me twisted I'm not one of those you're not trying to drain your bank account no <laughs> not, not for nothing do you see what I mean but at the same time when I think about you know where my my soul has really been happiest it's not mm. because I've had money mm. it's actually in those times where like you feel that intimacy with God you know you're in that place of actually things are flowing really well Mm. and you're having your time of devotion and study and that's actually what's really important you know because everything else flows out of that mm. and, and money is good and money is great but it's like it's not worth giving up that for mm. you know it's not worth it it was funny actually so today we went to this place called Kingdom Coffee mm. and you know what their scripture is what Matthew thirteen forty four. <sighs> seek first no don't say it, don't say it. 13, that's 6.33, right? Yeah, that's 6.33. 13.44. You're going to kick yourself, mate. I, I don't want to kick myself. 
13, 14, it's not. That's idle word. Yeah, just say it, bro. It's the treasure in the field. <laughs> yeah. It's the treasure so in the field. I know why I'm so annoyed, yeah. <laughs> I had it, the catalogue, it's in the catalogue and I'm thinking that one is significant. Yeah. What one is it? Go on, go on, bro. <laughs> the foundation of RTB. Honestly. <laughs> And, and I was wondering, what's this got to do with coffee? Do you know what I mean? Because it's a yeah. coffee shop. Yeah. And so I asked the guy and I said, what's, why, why that scripture? He couldn't even tell me because he didn't start the company. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, like it's understanding just how valuable yeah. the word of God is, oh, whether man. it's the rhema word or it's the written word, whatever it is, mm. is understanding that, look, that is actually the most valuable thing that we have because the word of God is eternal. Mm. So like all a lot of the things that we do here, you know, when I when I do stuff at work or whatever, it's not it doesn't have eternal value. Mm. You know, the company could be gone next year, ten years from now, whatever it is. Mm. But actually, those times in the word are building things of eternal value, mm. and it's just remembering that and really sticking to that and going back to that as this is what's important to me. Mm. This is where I need to be putting my time. <laughs> you know. So. I want to rewind and go back to the verse you mentioned, okay. parable of the sower, right? Mm. And it's when Jesus is explaining Matthew 13, 22. As Wait, Matthew 13, 22? Yeah, we're in Just the same chapter. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word mm. and it proves unfruitful. Oh, the deceitfulness of riches. Coupled together. Mm. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. I think it's a really practical point to even bring that up because, again, going back to what we were saying earlier about how we're super entrepreneurial, we're super mm. business focused and stuff like that, it's easy to miss how um what that can look like in our day-to-day what do you mean of the word being choked out because of the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches so sorry mine says the lure of wealth and that is that's what it is yeah you know yeah the lure of you could make more money yeah you could do this you could do that yeah it's so easy for that to choke out the word yeah what do you think is the difference between the lure and the deceitfulness? So I think the lure is what deceives you, mm. if that makes sense. Because the lure is, you know, come get this money, everything will be better. It's like that woman. Yeah. That is trying to seduce you, draw you in. Yeah, yeah. seduce you. Not but then once you that get it, when you get there, you won't be satisfied. So it's yeah, it's literally a twin. Yeah. Because it it lures you with this is great, this is what you need, this yeah. is what you have to have. Yeah. But then once you get it, you're like, what? This is what I gave up everything else for. And doesn't that sound like our Instagram feeds? Like, and this one might, yeah, it might not sit well with some, but I, <laughs> so I have a thing. Mm. I see how like that we all, I'm pretty sure that anybody that's business minded in general will see a whole bunch of these people mm inviting you into courses mm-hmm, inviting mm-hmm. you into different opportunities that will help you to quit your job mm. and live your dream mm. passive income 
you retire on a yacht and drink <laughs> however much you want to drink mm. in your 20s and the thing is i'm so my thing is i'm not all the way against the the possibilities that are out there and the opportunities like we we're speaking about before but i think my thing is how do we process those things as christians okay like how do we process those things with a, a kingdom perspective because mm. Like sometimes what I think, and I've been guilty of this myself, what can sometimes happen is we get so drawn in, and mm. this is the whole luring mm. thing, right? Mm. By what is being advertised, what mm. is being presented, the opportunities in front of us, mm. that we end up going down a path and losing ourselves. True. Um, I, I saw it happen to myself, I think maybe six years ago. Um. And this is when I was doing the whole trading thing before. And it's because, again, I was seeing all of these different things, mm. which for me, and the thing is, conceptually, it wasn't like There's a bad thing. There was it. nothing yeah. wrong with it. It yeah, was yeah. trading. It was something that's an mm. opportunity to make money. Mm. But I think where I got lost in it all was that I forgot, and I don't think I took a moment to take stock and say, okay, how do I process this with a kingdom perspective? How do I, where do I, what do I need to watch out for? Mm. What are the pitfalls here? Mm. Because the truth is, the person that was running those videos, ads, and all of those kind of things there, they're not looking out for the welfare of my son and my, and my eternal destination. And so, so those are the kind of things that I think I'm mindful that we as believers need to be... Because, bro, those things are really addictive. 100%. Like, <laughs> when I was doing Forex trading, yeah. like, it is on my mind all the time. Now, I don't think you know how bad it was for me, bro. <sighs> Should I tell you? Yeah. Let me tell the people. <laughs> I remember, so I was in uni at the time. I remember there's one distinctive day I'll never forget. And this is why I know it was bad. I was sitting in my lecture hall, mm. laptop open. And <laughs> one of my friends, he was at a different uni and stuff. Um, we were just like, we were both trading and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I remember it being so bad that like not only was I watching the markets and trying to do trades mm-hmm. whilst in the lecture hall, just recording on my dictaphone so that I can listen back whenever. Mm. Um, but I remember as soon as the lecture was done, I remember being on the phone to my friend, him telling me that the market had reached a point that we were waiting for. And I kid you not, I literally ran home. Wow. Like I ran home because I wanted to get to my desk where wow. everything is so I can be in my environment and I can make sure that I don't miss out on this opportunity. Wow. Because that was the opportunity that was going to make me a millionaire. <laughs> Just like every single opportunity every was going to be the one to make me a millionaire. Um, so yeah, man, it was very addictive. Um, and, and I think that even when you were talking earlier about, you know, what are they selling us? Yeah. You know, what are they luring us in with? Yeah. The worst thing for me is that they're luring us in with things that we already have as Christians. Mm. Break it down. So like, what is it that they are selling us with those courses? What are they actually selling us? Financial freedom. Financial freedom. What else are they selling us? Uh, the chance to spend more time with your family and friends. What else are they selling us? The chance to quit your job. Like, they're selling <laughs> us all these, because but what does quitting your job give you? Freedom, quote unquote. It gives you freedom. Mm. It gives you the life that you want to live. Mm. It gives you an identity as someone who doesn't have to work. All of those kind yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas actually because, and also what they're talking about is like peace. Mm. Because when, when you've got all this money, what worries do you have? You don't yeah. even have to work. This is it. You know, you can buy what you want for your friends and family. Yeah. Like that's what they're selling. They're selling you that dream, mm. which is actually something that we already have in mm. God. 
because whatever you want to believe about prosperity and that kind of stuff, mm. God is still a provider, mm. right? Mm. That is one of his names. Mm. He's a provider. So God will provide what we need to live the life that we need to live. Yeah. There are debates about what does that mean in terms <laughs> of the life that you need to live. But that aside, God will provide. It's something we can all agree on. Yeah. God yeah. provides enough for life. Yeah. You know, so actually like those things, because even the job that I have is yeah. the provision of God. Come on. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes they're selling us things like peace of mind that comes from God that doesn't come from these things. And that's why yeah. I think it's a lure and it's a deceit mm. because actually they're selling us things that if we really know our identity in Christ, mm. actually we already have all these things. For real. We don't need to be chasing after these things like the world chases after them. Yeah. Those yeah. are gifts of God to us Yeah. through just being his children. Mm. And this is where I think it's deceitful. Like they're trying to sell us into a life. Like I don't need to be running home to get to that <laughs> thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I don't need for this to be constantly on my mind. I, I don't. A, yeah, man. I was an addict, bro. Bro, it's. I was. I was there. Like it's literally. I'm wake. I'm waking up sometimes in the middle of the night. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? Why am I waking up at like three, four o'clock thinking about Euro USD? Like, what's that about? That's not okay. It's not. It's, it's not, not okay. okay I'm not thinking about, you know, Matthew 13, 44. Come on. No. Listen. I'm thinking about EuroUSD. Literally. What? And you know what? The other thing as well, my mind just went somewhere. Mm, it reminds me of the garden, something else that happens, where we are tricked into thinking that somehow God is robbing us oh, in what we already have. On. Because, come on. Come on. Because this is the thing, yeah. Come on. There's so much said about quit your job quit the job that you hate I, bro I don't hate my job I don't hate my job like I know I know some people hate the job and I've been in jobs in my past yeah. that I've hated yeah. but let me just say this for anybody listening there is hope there are jobs that you can do that, that you, you do love. not hate and you will love and you will this enjoy and you will it. wake up excited to do and this praise it. God you can, you can get there but also think about this if all the Christians up and quit their jobs who's going to be there in their workplace shining the light of God mad darkness it, it's, that's not what it's it's impractical exactly it's impractical like I want to be in a place where I don't have to work because of that but like it doesn't mean I'm just going to sit in my house yeah. and chill all day either. yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah. like we're here to have an impact come on we're here to further the kingdom yeah and I have to be out and about to do that yeah like, yeah for sure and you know what? it even comes back to this whole positioning thing again mm -hmm. that we started off with mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the truth is like within God's kingdom, there is variety. Mm. There are some people who, yes, will go out and start and launch businesses. There are some that will um, be employees till mm. kingdom come. Mm -hmm. There are some that will be hybrids of the both. Mm -hmm. Some will be mm -hmm. seasonal in either side. Like, mm -hmm. but we have to, because this is the other thing that happens is that with all of these things that are being presented to us, they are almost doing that same thing we spoke about of mm. trying to maybe not intentionally, but of almost indirectly making us in their image. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Because that is so biblical because it says, be not conformed Come on. to this world. Yeah, yeah. And conforming is squeezing something into- to, Into a mold of some kind. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually exactly what it's trying to do. It's mad. And then when we buy in, like going back to the whole garden thing where mm. my mind was at, mm -hmm. is that that's what happened with Adam and Eve. They felt mm. that somehow they were being sold short. So in whatever had already been provided to them, somehow that was not enough. So and like, somehow there was something more that they weren't being given. Because what did God say when he create, when he was going to create humans? Let us make man in our own in image. In our own image. Yeah. What did 
the devil say to Adam and Eve? What did he say to Eve when he was deceiving her? Did God really say, you shall not? Not that bit. There's another bit. God knows that in the day that you eat, your eyes will be open. You'll be like him. You'll be like him. Yeah, yeah. They were already like him. Come on. They were made in his image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the deceit. He said you'll be like God, but they didn't know they were already like God. Literally. And isn't that the same thing that these things are saying? Like, exactly. Like in, like, let's call a spade a spade. Isn't that what the sale is? It's really to be like God. Yeah. To be it to be in a position where you call the shots, you have enough power and influence to do whatever the heck you want to do on this earth. Because those are the temptations, aren't they? Yeah. It's what is it? The pride of life. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. And then lust of the eye, I think, as well. Yeah. And those are the things. That's what all of that stuff buys you. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You can look the way that you want to look. You can be around all those attractive people. Yeah. You know, you can do all the things that you want to do. Yeah. You can say that I'm this person. Mm. That's what it's about. For sure. Whereas actually that's not where identity should be in. Mm. Instead, we should be focused on more trying to understand who has God designed me to be. Yeah. Like, and again, like just to reiterate, this isn't a we're here to slam all of these opportunities kind of conversation. Not at all. Just put them in perspective. Literally put it in perspective, process it and filter it through a kingdom mindset. Because it says for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what it is, is that that is inciting that love of money. Mm-hmm that willingness to do anything for the money mm-hmm. it, it can lead you into a very weird place hmm. right so yeah simplify your life <laughs> simplify yeah. your life it's good to be back man it is very good to be back <laughs> cool well um, I think we'll call that an episode <laughs> yeah I think so god bless <laughs> Is that our, an abrupt way to finish? Our endings are a bit rusty still. So thank you guys so much for listening. For sure. Um, and yeah, we would love to hear from you guys around the show notes and stuff like that. Like yeah. if that's actually something useful for you, yeah. please do let us know. Yeah. Um, but if not, then also please let us know. So at least we know whether we're going the right direction or not. We're trying to figure this out. For sure. But if we don't hear from anybody, then oh, silence we'll take is, it as a sign. Silence <laughs> is compliance. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate its acceptance. For sure. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if there is anything else around what we do and how we do it mm. that you think would help to serve you better, let us know. For sure. Because we're interested. Peace. Peace.